0: The most important thing is that you have a vision, that you have a goal. Because without that vision, without that goal, again, you're drifting around and you're never gonna end up anywhere. People don't become successful just by accident. You're gonna get your ass kicked, we're gonna get the shit kicked out of us. You gotta get up, you gotta have faith that the one thing you wanted to happen Oftentimes is the best thing we'll never have. So have faith. Just keep that in mind. Keep plugging away. Never accept the limitations of someone else. Somebody told you that it's impossible. Don't even try. Give up before you even fucking try it for yourself. Never accept. The goddamn limitation that someone else has placed upon you. And now, FitnessPerformant.com presents the Iron Union Podcast. Let's go!
1: Guys, what is going on? Welcome inside the Iron Union Podcast. It is 6.30 in the morning on a Sunday. I've been up since 5 a.m. I'm going to do some fasted cardio, but I wanted to film the intro here to the latest podcast with Sean Clarita. Um, my highlight at the 2020 Olympia was watching Sean and seeing his reaction when his name was announced as the 212 Mr. Olympian champion. It was an unbelievable moment uh, to be there, to witness that, to see what some would say the undersized Sean Clarita win the title from the defending champion, Kamal, because it was down to those two. But all weekend. After prejudging, uh, all you heard was that Sean Clarita showed up shredded. Shredded Sean Clarita, the giant killer Sean Clarita. And that momentum carried through uh, to, to his victory – uh, on Friday evening, and uh, it was really cool for me to watch and, and experience. And, and watching his coaches, Matt Jansen and John Meadows, and the reaction that they had uh, to the victory was, was something very special uh, to see. But it was it was special to us because he was here on the podcast prior. Um, he is a friend of the show. I can text him; he responds. You know, I, I'm not going to go on record and say he's a he's a best friend. Um, he's got a very small circle of friends, but it's an honor to just be part of his acquaintances. Um, and to be part of, of uh, the communication circle with Sean. So uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time here talking about the conversation because Sean will talk about it. And uh, you really can get the sense of how humbled and, and how much humility Sean has because multiple times on the podcast I had mentioned that you're the best in the world, Sean. When it comes to the 212 weight class, division and bodybuilding, and professional bodybuilding, There is not a better person on the planet today than you. That was proven on December 19th or 18th in Orlando, Florida at the 2020 Mr. Olympia. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the giant killer, the reigning, defending 212 champion of the world, Sean Clarita.
0: Strength isn't a slogan. You want to win this year? Yes, no. What time is it? Yes, What time is it? Danger. It's not an image you find on billboards or the big screen. It's never been about any of that. It's all around you, in everyday moments, just waiting to be unleashed. Strength is the knowledge that inside you lies anything you've ever wanted to be. The confidence that your failures never define you. And the passion and purpose to drive beyond any limits placed upon you. When you call upon it, strength embraces you, challenges you, pulls you back up, no matter how many times you fall. It compels you to draw on courage, resilience, intensity, and hope, and expects your very best to help others find theirs. True strength demands you build more than muscle, not in pursuit of a personal best, but a better tomorrow for everyone. is going to help you get to where you want to be. Five percenters is five percent of the people in the world that are willing to do whatever it takes to reach their goals. We're talking about business, success, education, willing to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. But whatever it takes. For the last two decades, we have been the best
1: kept secret of the supplement industry. We've kept our heads down and worked. We pioneered full label transparency and full therapeutic doses because we believe that truly hard work requires truly
2: effective tools. Two decades is a long time to commit to one pursuit, but when you act with purpose and become centered in yourself, eventually you realize that you were born and bred for this.
1: Things you once thought impossible, you now do every day.
2: We don't like the easy way, just doesn't feel right. We'll take the long, hard road over a shortcut any day. It takes longer, sure, but in the end, you know you earned it. And with the right team behind you, pushing yourself further than you've ever been will be just another afternoon doing what you love most.
0: use some help getting fired up and ready to crush your workouts, Pulse is for you. It is
1: a 100% natural pre-workout supplement that gives you a surge of smooth energy and focus, bigger and better pumps, and more strength, endurance, and power. Pulse is also naturally sweetened and flavored and contains no artificial food dyes, fillers, or other unnecessary junk. So order now and get ready to feel focused, powerful, and tireless in your workouts. Ah, uh, it's a pleasure to see this guy. It is honestly, uh, Olympia weekend this year in Orlando. The highlight of my weekend was personally being able to be there. I know it's yours, but to see oh. your see and hear your name called as the 2022 212 champ, Sean. I mean, has it? It's 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 been a month now, a little over a month. It's got yeah. some time to set in. How how are we feeling, my man? How are we feeling about being the best in the world?
2: You know, it's. Like I hear it like, from you and everyone else, and it just really hasn't really personally hit me. Like, I haven't really felt it yet.
1: Um, I mean, all these things that happened, right? You got home, you go to your home gym, I saw they, like, unveil a, a massive mural of, yeah. of yeah. the giant killer himself. I mean, that's going to be kind of cool.
2: Yeah, it, it feels amazing, but again, like, I, emotionally, like, it hasn't really hit me that I'm the champ, you know what I mean? It's something I've been dreaming about for, guy my whole entire career, working toward and just kind of obviously being emotional about the experience that weekend, but it really hasn't sunken deep into me yet. And talking to Flex, he said it's going to take some time, mm. and it's going to hit you at just random time, random place, and then you really going to feel it. And for him, he I think he broke down when he really realized it. Um, I don't know. I just I, – I guess I'm just back to my normal life. Um, obviously, I'm happy about the win. Obviously, I'm very grateful and the experiences, and everything has happened from, from that. Yeah. Obviously, the – the traveling, the um, pictures, autographs, the, the interviews, things like that, it's all been amazing. Um, but for me personally, it hasn't really like, you know, hit me hard.
1: Let's talk about Flex for a second because the last time you were on my show, we talked and you said the minute Flex decided to, to make the announcement to move up, you said, now is my time. Uh, yeah. and every year you progressively got better and better. And you made the prediction before, um, and this was back in August. You made the prediction that you're going to win the Olympia this year. You did it. Yeah. Uh, I was yeah. texting you up to the show saying, you don't, don't, you, you got this. You got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. speaking with flex, was he one of the first people that you reached out to or reached out to you after you were crowned the best in the world?
2: He was actually the one who awarded me the medal. Got around right. my neck. Yep. And he was the first person to kind of congratulate, first person to congratulate me and talk to me right there on stage. Um, but as far as in the industry, yeah, he was probably one of the first people um, that I got a, t- a chance to talk to about kind of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually went to breakfast the next morning. Uh, he was there. We talked for maybe 15, 20 minutes just to get about just experience and kind of what to what to expect going forward and kind of how to really take this and really run with it. Yeah, for step.
1: I've been in a privileged position to know and be friends with both of your coaches, both Matt Jansen and John Meadows. And mm-hmm. uh, Matt was on stage with you. John was – everybody was excited. Uh but yeah. Matt's reaction, I think, like years of accumulation, like accumulated with you, Sean. You were, you were the guy to, do, to get it done. And uh, I know that you, in your, your post win interview, you made a mention to Matt and his team and, and everything that he's done for you. What has that relationship and that mentorship from Matt meant to you, both professionally, obviously being a champion, and personally?
2: It means a lot, man, because, you know, I, I, I came to Matt back in 2016 Simply because of the relationship he had with Dallas McCarver, mm-hmm. and I saw how emotionally invested he was with Dallas and his progression in his career, and and I, I it kind of just hit me like I gave him a chance. I thought like maybe this is someone that can kind of help me get to that next level, and and kind of see how he works with me. Uh, he's the same way, man. I think with all his clients, he's emotionally invested. He takes it very serious. Takes the heart if things don't go right. He takes the blame if we don't win the show per per se, give or take. Um, but yeah, man, I think it's. Again, he, he's wanted it just as bad as i wanted it. Mm-hmm. Um, for him, obviously, wanting it as a coach, but he's really wanted it for me as well as an athlete. Um, so being able for him to be there, to share that moment, to be his first Olympia champion, I think that really meant a lot to me as well. Um, for many, cause Obviously, I wanted to win for myself, mm-hmm. but I wanted to win more so for my team, my coaches, Matt and John, uh, my girlfriend, New Jersey. We've never had an Olympia champion till, till me. Um, so that made me like, like, that kinda, like made me happy. Right, then I kind of celebrate myself, you know. After that,
1: it was uh, it was awesome because even John too had not had an Olympia champion until that weekend. Then he got two of them. He got two champions out of the deal, uh, which which was really cool. Do you interact with anybody else on Matt's team or on John's team, or do you kind of have your own little lane that you stick in?
2: I kind of stay in my own lane, but obviously I see the athletes. You know, if they're competing, I wish them luck. Um, I've trained with Nick Walker before, uh, who's an absolute house. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, I kind of just—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm kind of this into my own little thing, man. I don't really—at least up until now—I haven't really, you know, traveled
1: much. Um, I, I don't really go out much. I kind of
2: stick to my own little thing and kind of do my
1: thing. Right. Well, you had mentioned too—it's on the last show that you're on—that a lot of your friends just didn't fully understand what you were doing with bodybuilding and stuff, and then your your friend circle was extremely small, and now. You know, obviously, you, you win the 212 championship. You, I mean, you, you instantly become a household name in bodybuilding. If you weren't oh so already, you are now. And a lot yeah. of people like reaching out, asking you for interviews and autographs and your time, is it a bit overwhelming for you, or do you enjoy that? I
2: enjoy it. Um, but like you were saying, my, my circle is small, and it's going to stay small. Yeah. Uh, these are the people that were there before Sean was who Sean is today. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, there have been people reaching out from, like, elementary
1: school
2: <laughs> <laughs> like we haven't talked in 20 plus years yeah like i appreciate the congratulations but that circle is still still the same people yeah um but yeah no this is this is, this is everything i wanted everything i expected everything i hope for everything i worked you know worked toward um obviously being a champion but now being able to carry the carry the 212 division carry the ipb put everything kind of just out there and kind of
1: just represent the name and everything in the hole. I love the fact, I mean, cause I've gotten to know you a little bit more just through texts and conversations, but you're a great ambassador for the brand. And, and I've said the same about Brand Curry, for instance, you know, he didn't, he came up just short this year and in, in the open, but you guys are such great ambassadors for the sport that desperately needs faces back to the sport. And I Appreciate think what Jake and Dan did in Orlando this year, it was the most impressive Olympia that I've ever seen. I mean, in terms of production value, Talk yeah. to us about being an athlete, stepping on that stage, all the screens, the sound system, the crowd. Like Sean, for the first time in months, people felt normal. We were in, we were with people that, that all enjoyed the same thing at a live event. It was awesome.
2: Yeah, going into it, I was worried that everyone would be wearing masks everywhere, They'd kind of being like, you know, it just I it wouldn't have been um. Well, how do I say it? It wouldn't have been a, not a fun Olympia had it had it been, had it been, been that way. And obviously, i like four weeks out. They changed venues all of a sudden. Understand me so, um, but honestly I think that was, uh, well first of all I hackles off to Jake, um, Danny, the entire team for being able to pick this up in four weeks yeah, and move yeah. across the country, and for it to be successful as it was, I mean that stage was bar none remarkable man, like I love Vegas um, but that, mean the, the, like you said the 300 foot stage we had the lighting, the crowd, everyone just kind of being back, again being back to normal I'm enjoying what we love it, it felt so good to, to get that win it and, and almost kind of forgot where we were in COVID time.
1: Yeah, you're right.
2: So we were all like, we were all amongst each other, you know, and we all weren't worried about anything. Um, but yeah, it just—I mean, I just get—I yeah, just can't believe how how successful this was with what they've done in that short amount of time. Again, my hats off to them. Big thank you to them for obviously putting the show on because they yeah. could have just canceled the
1: show. They could have,
2: which would have would have, would have obviously hurt us, but we would have understood why. But again, they, they, they made this work, and I, I know for myself, I'm very appreciative of
1: everything. It was a very impressive, and I think they're in a predicament now for next year. It's like, do, you, do we go back to Orlando? Because they took such good care of that team and you guys, and the yeah. city was a great host city. And it's like, part of me is like, I, I, I have this itch to see what would Planet Hollywood have been and what would that theater in Vegas would have been. I think it would have been cool, but I was super impressed with Orlando. I think they're going to go back to Orlando, and I'm okay with that.
2: I'm okay either way. If you had to give me an option – I'm going to go to Orlando for two reasons. One, they're open. Yep. You know, there's no limitation on anything really. And two, because it's a family, it's a family area. Yeah. So if you're bringing your family and your friends, you can go out to Disney. I, I know Brandon was out there with his family yep. at Disney, which is awesome. Um, I mean, Vegas is great, but all you really have is casinos. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> so, I took,
1: I took my wife to Disney on, on Friday before everything. Exactly. So, um, Predictions were funny this year because everybody was – you know, in the open, everybody was picking Phil. I picked Phil too just because nobody knew what he looked like. But in 2-12, I picked you, and it was either I, – I, most people that I saw picked Kamal, and I think it's just based on last year. I mean some people had you in, in at one – everybody's top three. I think you're in second, and if they if we weren't first, you were second. Um, and, and Matt sent me a picture probably two weeks out and saying, don't show anybody. It was of you, <laughs> and it's like, okay, this, isn't, this guy's got this. John said the only pose that you lost, and he told you this, was your back double bicep to Kamal. So now, now I'm thinking in your head, you're probably thinking, how do I beat Kamal next year on that pose? So, or maybe not. I don't know. But like, is that something that – I mean if you, if you win every pose but one, obviously you're the champion. But is that a pose now that you are like, maybe I need to work on that? I want to focus on everything. Yeah.
2: You know, I want to be better than I was this year. I mean there are areas – um, that i'm not happy with personally that i want to bring up for next year looking at videos and pictures i know this could be better that could be better i need to improve on this but john me and john have talked about this already um we actually have my new plan set and um yeah that is one of the areas we're really going to be working on as far as that width mm-hmm. um so yeah we've talked about that we definitely know that's an area that needs to be worked on we, we brought up and we're going to definitely work on that but again overall for me Everything needs to be work. Even my strongest body parts still gonna be trained the same. It's just consistency. Yeah. I'm not gonna change anything I have I've been doing drastically. You know, I'm just gonna get back to the gym, train the same way I've been, always been training, obviously keeping an eye on the weaker body parts and put a little bit more priority into them. Um, but but is really gonna change for the most part
1: besides that. You broke the internet, dude. Like after you prejudging, like everybody's Instagram and Twitter blew up saying, Oh my god, Sean was shredded. And you were, but it was cool. I mean, to get that type of hype from prejudging, it was almost a foregone conclusion that you were going to win that night. But the judges said it was still rather close, Um, you know, obviously. And then um, John said for the next, you know, several years, he thinks it's you and Kamal, you and Kamal. Um, You know, there's George is out there. looks great. Derek's out there kind of big. I mean, what do you, what do you want to do for that? Like how much size do you think you can still put on or or do you want to put on over the next I guess we have 10, 11 months now until the next Olympia.
2: Yeah, you know, I take it show by show. Um, talking to Matt, obviously, we're thinking we – we're on stage this year around 177. Mm-hmm. Um, we're thinking next year 183, 184.
1: So if you're at seven pounds heavier than this year, you're going to look fucking insane. Like just ridiculous. I mean, but yeah, you, yeah, you, every yeah. year, right? Like every year you put on size.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, so I mean, my first Olympia, I was 154. Um, then I was like 169. I was 159. You know, one 72, like every year, just increases a little by little. And it's not that we shoot for a number per mm-hmm. se, it's just that again, we continue to train heavy and put priority into weaker body parts. And they so happen to grow. And as they grow, obviously, everything else just grows along with it. For and sure. then the weight just kind of just comes up along the way. Um, but we don't put a number, we don't care about what we step on stage at. It's just making sure I look at my absolute best and better than I was the previous year.
1: I think even you even stunned a couple people when, um, you know, post win interview he asked you or he was talking to you and you mentioned your weight and I think even even he was a little taken back about like I'm not this isn't to discredit you but like how quote-unquote light you were in terms of your weight right I I think you you surprised a lot of people by that um because you you look (laughs) you look like you're in the 200s for sure right so um you said you don't put emphasis on weight do you think other people ever put emphasis on that
2: well that's the reason why I did it and I knew that everyone's watching that post with Bob I kind of wanted to put that message out for all the lighter guys. Yeah. You know, all the banner weights, all the lightweights, all the wealthy weights, the guys who who have the same goal and same dream aspirations I, I had, and they're kind of in the same position where they feel like maybe they're too small and people tell them they can't do it. Only reason I put my weight out there so much, if you see it on my Instagram, this is my weight here, this is my weight, just to kind of just let people know that it is possible. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be the biggest guy. And I actually heard this from one of the um, – not the judges, but someone who works coaching with the judges – even though it was a one point decision between Kamal and I, and the reason um, they went with me because they said, we can't always go with the biggest guy. We've got to go with the guy who has the most complete physique. Yeah. So I'm putting that message out to all the of guys that as long as your physique is complete top to bottom, you can win.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know? So that's the main reason why I kind of just reiterate so much on myself and the pictures and the posts, my weight this, my weight that, just more so for trying to relay that message to people.
1: You obviously get all the accolades with winning 212, the prize money, sponsorships, etc. But now you have the biggest target on your back, Sean. You're right? Kamal sitting there thinking, "I'm getting it back next year. I'm going to beat Sean next year." Everybody else, George, Derek. I mean, God, people in that division are all gunning for you. Is there any added pressure on you? And if so, do you you embrace it? Not at all. Again, I, I
2: the same way I'm not sitting here dwelling on this win. Um, I'm not dwelling on who's, who's chasing me, per se. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna worry about Sean Clarita, Cause I still have that passion and fire to get in the gym and train and, and kind of just kill it the way I do. Um, I say this all the time. If bodybuilding shows ended tomorrow, I'd still be in a gym training the same way because I fell in love with the sport, per se. I mean, training, not the yeah, sport. Yeah. But the sport so happened to be there for me to show off my hard work. Um, so I, was never, I never focused on anybody but myself. Honestly, I, the same thing this year. When I, when I got ready for the show, I didn't post any photos. I didn't look at what this guy was doing, what that guy was doing. I didn't care because putting my focus on them took away from myself, and that couldn't happen. And that's not going to happen going forward. I'm gonna, again, I know what I have to do. I know what areas need to be brought up. I'm going to focus on myself, myself only. As long as I do that and remain consistent with everything, I'm coming back next year for another title, mm. period.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I don't think you're gonna lose for a hot minute at all. I mean, considering the way you train, and that's John mentioned that too. I had John on on the last episode. He he mentioned that about you. Like one of the things that he enjoys most about working with you is your commitment to training and old school training and training hard and with intensity, not taking sets Mm -hmm. off. Has that always been in your DNA? Since day one,
2: I mean, I came out with the old school bodybuilders before the social media age. And all the guys I came up with, um, they were lifting the heavy, the heavy poundages, the bench pressing, the incline, the deadlifting, the, the, the dumbbell rows, the barbell rows. That's all we did. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what works for my best personally. I mean, I know cables and machines have their place, and y'all add them in here and there when needed. Um, but for the most part, my body responds very well to the basic compound heavy movements. Yeah,
1: I mean, that, which is obviously for those listening, if you don't know what those are, bench squat, deadlift. I mean, do you, you still deadlift? No, lot. I don't, I don't unfortunately. So. I do rack pulls, but yeah.
2: I, I, I do have two disc herniations in my lower back, um, so I'm not able to deadlift anymore. But again, I still do the, the heavy rack pulls. Um, I do weighted hypers for, the, for my erectors. Um, so there are ways to work around those areas, but yeah. again, I'm not sitting there. I mean, if, I, if you gave an option between you know um, hypers with the, with, with the barbell like John has been doing or the machine,
1: mm-hmm. I'm going
2: to go with the harder movement.
1: Yeah, for sure. You
2: don't realize also, too, when you're training that way, um, closer to the show, it, it kind of holds that muscle as you going into the show, but also gives you a hard, granite look. And I always said, you can tell you, – you have two guys. You can tell who trains with you know the basic compound movements, the barbells and dumbbells versus the guy who trains with cables
1: and machines because it's a totally different look. Yeah, I agree. I can, I can see that for sure. Talk about the dynamic of ha- – and I, I talked to John about this too, and I always find it very interesting is being a professional, it's not uncommon to have various coaches – right? So mm-hmm. Matt's doing your nutrition and diet. Yep. John's doing your training. Some people yep. might be surprised by that. Um, but you know, how does that dynamic work for you? Have you always had multiple coaches or is this kind of one of the first times you did it when you went to John and Matt and, and, and set yourself up this way?
2: This is the first time I've done it. Um, so I started working with John in 2014 and, uh, we began prepping for the 2015, uh, season and, only, and I love John. He took over my diet, my training a whole nine yards. Um, the only reason I stopped working with John is because we were competing against each other. Mm. And I and I, I like my the, my pro debut not my pro debut. The show I won the Vancouver Pro, that was John's debut, and I and I won. And he was competing there. I just felt really bad. Yeah, like he's training me to beat him. Like that that just doesn't sit right with me. Um, but I loved his training, so I wanted to continue to work with him on that side. And I decided to seek help others other ways uh, as for our as nutrition goes. And that's why I saw
1: reach out to, um, to Matt. Yeah, and I think again, just for people listening or watching, it's it's not uncommon. I mean, some some coaches like Chris Asido and others are they're very good at certain elements of, of, of not not yes. to say they're, not to say that they're not great about at training and diet and mm-hmm. everything, but they're really good maybe at diet. And another coach like John is really good at the training. Not to say Matt's yeah. not Matt's great at training too, because I've had him. Um, exactly. but you know, obviously the diet is going to be constructed around you, who you are, but it also has to go hand in hand with your training to make sure you're getting enough calories and fuel to fuel that workout. So do you, do you relay the training program then from John back to Matt and kind of be that middleman between the two? It's all about
2: communication. Um, the communication between John, Matt, and myself, has to be there, is there. Um, obviously Matt knows how much tra- Matt sees my training. He knows I'm training hard. Um, and obviously, John knows that I'm able to. Big, John's biggest thing is recovery. Yeah. Uh, obviously, from from that, so he he knows I'm getting the grass and the massages done. He also knows my calories are pretty high. Um. So again, just being able to communicate between both, let him know where I'm at in my in that time of frame, either from off season or prepping. Um. Just being able to make sure we're both on all on the same you know one page.
1: The giant killer, I love it, and I think a lot of it does. It stem from the fact that you are a quote unquote smaller guy, um, you know, and, and you're going after these big, you know, giants per se in the sport.
2: The name was. It, it, let me just put it out there first. I didn't. Ne- I never self proclaimed myself the giant killer. <laughs> okay. It was people think I did, and I yeah. did. It was given. It was given to me by one of my amazing friends or mentors, um, Clarence McGill. Okay. Um, back in 2006, so I had, I did a local show. I was a band of weight, was 120 pounds. Oh, wow. And then I ended up winning, I ended up winning the band of weight class and the overall.
1: Wow. So
2: I, and I, beat his, I beat his heavyweight client. So he came backstage, introduced himself to me. He's like, man, you're, you're a real giant killer. And that name is kind of stuck from there on. Um, but yeah, I mean, people don't even consider me a giant killer because I'm competing in the 212 class and I'm not in the open. But people don't realize also I'm still giving up 40, 50 pounds to my competitors within yeah. the 212 class. Yeah. So I I definitely consider
1: myself a giant killer, period. Yeah. Well, I mean, you wear it now. I love it. It's become like a a thing of its own, correct? And people can obviously (laughs) purchase the gear. And I think it's great. Midday
0: physique destroyer. Fish food. And we're back. Here we go. Oh, I think I need to eat something. My hands are twitching right now. strawberry splash. Cheers. As Ryan says, brick by brick. (laughs)
1: title. A lot comes with that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure people are asking you for, to be, you know, in terms of reaching out about sponsorships, etc. And I get this sent to me in the mail like a week after the Olympia. And it's the coolest thing, right? It's, so I, I work with Nutribio. You're a Nutribio athlete. Uh, this yeah. is Ice Cream Cookie Dream, Whey Protein Isolate. And this isn't the, like they did, when you first signed with Nutribio, they did like the Sean to stack. And this is pretty cool though, because this is you with the Olympia medal around your, your neck. And I told the team at Nutribio, I said, Sure, send it to me. I'm never going to open this. Like, it's going to sit – and it's a collector's item now. Um, how, how cool is it for you? I mean, this is like baseball players have sports cards and football cards, right? Bodybuilders now have protein. This, protein is, this is awesome. It's
2: like it's, – I always look at the guys in the Wheaties box back in the day, yeah. right? Like Michael Jordan. And I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm the Michael Jordan of bodybuilder. I'm on a protein bottle. Um, well, first you know, I and mean, foremost, Luke Shabat has been like – man, since I signed with them back in February – I've never been treated the way I've been treated with mm-hmm. any other company before, man. They brought me on and they fully invested in me from day one to now. Um, I'm super, you know, thankful for Mark, Dan, the entire team for just again believing in me, giving me an opportunity. Because um, there was a time that a lot of people didn't believe in me, right. didn't give me a chance, didn't give me an opportunity, and they and they did. And I've been a fan of Lucha Riot since 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been around for what, 26 years now. Um, they're local brand. I can drive to the facility. Half an hour down the road from my house. Uh, but, again, when I came on board with them, it just felt right. Yeah. It just felt like it was, I was in the right place. Um, so I'm super excited for the partnership. And I'm obviously looking forward to – I can say that I'm looking forward to continuing on for years and years with them. Yeah. Um, because, again, they're a stand-up company, amazing products, and I truly stand, stand, stand behind them and their products
1: 100%. It's interesting because I've known Mark for a long time now, and he's one of the most loyal people uh, I've ever met in my life. Like he, he let me stay at his house when I'm out in Jersey, and – um, you know, they're not a brand that typically is going to sponsor a bodybuilder. They just don't. You know, I mean, they have Eric Ramirez and you. It's kind of an Eric, isn't obviously, I, I'm not, this is no discredit to Eric, but he's not an Olympia champion. So, it was awesome because I was there, and all of a sudden I get a call from, from Mark saying he's flying down to Orlando. And I was like, oh, this is great. I mean, you probably knew this, um, but he no, oh, didn't you, know. you didn't know. Uh, he me- no he <laughs> mentioned to me, he's like, there's no way I'm missing this. And, and so for those listening, Mark and Dan and the NutriBio video team all flew down, came and documented everything. And uh, it was a special moment to see all you guys on stage too because, again, knowing Mark, it's, he's just not one that typically – Sponsor bodybuilders, but he saw something in you outside the bodybuilding world in your character that he was all about it.
2: And and they truly believed in the goal as well because we decided to do that five-part series. And it was awesome. Uh, surprise! And it literally, from start to finish, you guys saw everything. And it, it kind of ended the way we hoped and expected, and it was it was perfect a perfect
1: ending. It was great. It was great production value. I think Ryan, the entire team there, just did did phenomenal work on that. I mean, you uh, you probably I mean you've done other videos and stuff before, but this one the series had to be special to you because a it was a, a brand obviously they represent, but the doc the documentation of that footage was I mean it's it's timeless. It's going to be out there forever.
2: It was real. I mean, I told them in a meeting like. When we first talked about doing it. Like, if we're going to do this, we got, it's got to be 100% genuine.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's got to be 100% me, 100% real. And they respected that. And, and that's what, exactly what it was. What you guys saw was me. No faking it. No bullshit. It was strong creative from start to finish. And, um, you know, they came into the house. We did some training. It was just, I, I call it real, raw, and uncut. Mm. <laughs> that's what it was. And it was perfect.
1: What's, uh, what would you say is your favorite product from Utrecht uh,
2: Intrablast, the yeah. sweet tea. For-
1: that's, I think we talked about this last time. That's right. Um, no, I mean, everything's good. It's, it's interesting. You know, you explain the way that you train, and it's a hardcore training in terms of old school. You know, for those, we've talked about a little bit on FI before, Nutribio's got some stuff in the works that's going to be a little bit more hard-hitting, uh, which I think is going to be right up your alley, Sean. Um, you know, I don't know if you got a chance to, to beta test some of the stuff. Um, I've gotten a couple of things, and it's, it's, it, it, it's like it's a line designed for a Sean Clarita. It's awesome.
2: Yeah, I've obviously heard about it, and we've talked about it, but I haven't personally tried anything besides one of the products. I'm not going to say what it is, obviously. You know what it is. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, I think it's – I mean, NutriBot never stops. Yeah. Like, it's just – like, every time I look at Mark's page, he's, he's cooking up something new, and it's like, oh, we're bringing out this, we're bringing out that. It's like, it just – you know, you don't see that now often, too often. You know, a mm-hmm. company continuously to progress and go forward and grow the brand and, and grow the product line. And, but not only are they growing the product line rapidly, they're not losing their quality. They're not you're not cheapening things just to you know make a buck, yeah. which is awesome. Again, yeah, loyalty is everything, and he's loyal to his his staff, his, his athletes, and the consumers all around. That's probably we support him so
1: much. Yeah, I mean, it just goes leaps and bounds to talk. I think when you were on, we talked about it a little bit last time too. But the first response program that they did in terms of handing oh, yeah. out the immunity products to you know, nurses and policemen and firefighters. It was, it was really special to see. Mm-hmm. Sean, what's, you know, obviously now you win the Olympia. In terms of a competition schedule uh, for you, I mean, you're probably going to have guest posing and things of that nature. But, like, outside the Olympia, where do you see yourself stepping on stage, if, if at all?
2: Honestly, man, my site's are on Olympia, Olympia only right now. Um, there's talks about other shows, big-name shows that you know of, obviously the Athleticon being one of them. Right. Um but again, it all it all depends on timing, you know, when things are gonna happen. Again, my focus is on getting a, a second title and the Olympia is my you know my number one number one
1: show. Talk about your girlfriend for a second, Sean. I'm gonna ask you about this because it is a um anybody listening or watching this podcast who dates a competitor probably can understand some of it, but man, not to the level of, of probably you, right? Um how how amazing is your girlfriend to to like Obviously, they're going to support you, but I mean, it's a hard, it's a, I would say it's not the easiest life in the world, you know, to you when know, you're dieting and you're depleted and you're training hard and you're training for hours on hours. Um, yeah. Explain that, that dynamic between the two of you.
2: I should say, if I were in her position, I wouldn't be with me,
1: right?
2: <laughs> I would have I left me a long time ago. Um, I mean, she's here, I was right here, actually. I mean, ugh, man, it's just, it's a, we have a, a bond. Yeah, You know, we have a really special bond. She she believes in me. Um, yeah, it's emotional. talking talk about it. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, that's why I asked it. I was like, you know, I tried to get, I almost got John to cry. I was like, maybe there's a way <laughs> I'd, get, I'd get Sean to show some emotion here. But I think it is yeah. important because I think a lot of the bodybuilders, you know, like uh, William Bolnack for instance, always right away talks about his, his, his family and stuff after, yeah. you know, victory and stuff. And I, I feel like, Granted, you know, even though you're not married yet, I mean, I'm sure it'll happen. But like, I know that yeah. you guys are close, and I know that it's it's especially when it, the accumulation it pays off and you win a title, um, it it yeah. can mean so much more to have the support of because she's she's family to you.
2: Honestly, I wouldn't if she wasn't here, I wouldn't have won a title. I, I couldn't have won a title. Sure, uh, she's believed in me, supported me, pushed me every single day. We trained together twice a day, um, for the past six years now, um, hasn't missed a beat. You know, she's my my biggest inspiration. Um, you know, she, I, again, she, it's hard on her. And I feel bad.
1: Yeah.
2: As for, you know, obviously we're self, very selfish. and I'm taking time away from us, um, for what I love, but again, mm-hmm. she loves me. So she's going to support me regardless. And she understands that it's temporary and she sees the, 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 um, the bigger goal at the end, of the end of the life. Yeah. You know, especially this year. I mean, I think she would tell you herself that this is probably the hardest year for me. Um, obviously with COVID because we started prepping and then we stopped prepping and then we started again. So we prepped pretty much damn near the whole year. Yeah, it's tough. And you know, we didn't we didn't do any filmy functions, we didn't travel, we didn't go anywhere. Um, but again, we knew that there was a there was a there was an end goal and this is what needs to be done to reach that goal. And you know, luckily we were able to accomplish that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but again, like she again, she she wanted that title part more than me, man, sometimes I feel like For she's sure. a hard ass. She she tells me how it is, she doesn't blow smoke up my ass if I look you like shit. Yeah. She's gonna tell me I look like shit. You know. So <laughs> it's it, it's been. We have an. We've again. We have an amazing bond. It's um. You know, it's something that I just can't even put into words. Sometimes the support I've got for her.
1: I think it's cool that both your coaches are both family men like Matt is is all about mm-hmm. his family John uh, a religious man a family man he went through some shit in 2020 and and he he said something yeah. on the last podcast with me that I thought was super important is is a lot of the stuff in life it really doesn't matter but the things that matter the family in your case your girlfriend like you can't you can't forget about that you need you need yeah. to make sure that they are showing the love and support and then obviously you know you guys being together as long as you have been it's there and it's cool it's a special thing and I, I want people to take away from the podcast we live in such a selfish society um you know, know <laughs> that and we, we go 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 so it's important sometimes to slow down and appreciate the things in life that actually mean the most to us because you just said yourself you don't think you'd have won the olympia title without her uh, yeah so um, which i think is really cool talk to me sean about um travel so obviously we're in a covid restricted wor- world but i mean you're yeah. gonna get the opportunity to travel the world and it's going to be – I mean you, you look at like the Dubai Muscle Show, for instance. I mean that's a place like that are probably going to be calling you be like, hey, we want you here and we want you representing yep. the IFBB, want you to go there. Where are yeah. you looking forward to traveling the most?
2: Everywhere, man. Like, <laughs> I, I, I just came back from Texas um, with gas. I was out there for a couple of days um, celebrating, obviously, the win and getting some training footage and content for them. Um, leaving out this weekend to go to Ohio. Um, I'm planning to go to Florida soon with Matt and their team to kind of train with them a little bit. I'm going to be at most or pretty much all the top uh, NPC shows, the Nationals USA's, Team Universe, um, the Manion shows. I'm going to be at all the obviously New York Pros, mm-hmm. the top uh, IFBB Pro shows as well. I'm looking forward to going to ev- any and everywhere. Um, I was actually talking to Tamir El Gundy; he actually invited me out to Brazil.
1: Oh wow! Very good. Cool. In
2: August, they're having a big, having a big, like um, I guess a show and a festival or an expo. So yeah. I'm looking forward to. Going in August to kind of, again, just be an ambassador for the division, for the league, and and for the Olympia brand. Um, You know, that's, again, this is everything I've hoped and dreamed and worked for, you know, to not only hold the title, have the title, but now to be, again, kind of be what Flex was. Flex has been an amazing ambassador for the past. God, obviously, even before having his seven titles, uh, he was an amazing ambassador for the sport industry. But now he's gone from the division. And like Matt was saying, it's now our time to take this 212 division and kind of just continue on with what Flex has, has built
1: for us. Yeah, and if anything, Flex is, is living proof that, you know, even post-bodybuilding, you can have a career and, and, and make mm-hmm. good money, right? He's got uh, – he, he's, uh, he's, I mean, I've heard some rumblings and some things that he's doing. I probably don't – I'm not going to say them just because I'm not sure if it's public yeah. knowledge yet. But, like, he's got a lot of cool stuff going on, right? Um, like mm-hmm. Jay Cutler, he has a lot of good stuff going on post. In your position, obviously, you still have a long bodybuilding career ahead of you, but are you already thinking about – life after bodybuilding and setting yourself up and your family up for, for what happens after. Yeah.
2: We've actually discussed um, actually this year or coming this year, we're going to start investing in some businesses mm-hmm. um, to kind of, again, after bodybuilding, I want something to be, obviously be there for us, but also I still want to be involved with the sport. Right. Um, somehow it's the same way Jay is. I still want to be involved as much as I can. Um, but yeah, we're definitely looking at the bigger picture at the end of the, you know, obviously the, the, the life after bodybuilding, right? I'm willing to have another ten more years of me. I would love to, um, but again, ten years will come and go, right? So what's going to happen after that? So I make sure my, my family's taken care of. I'm taken care of. I don't have to worry about anything. So right now we're kind of focusing on the business side and getting ourselves set up for that now.
1: It's smart. I mean, obviously, like making sure that you're saving money, investing money, doing what you have yeah. to do because that shit can be taken away from you rather quickly. Mm-hmm. If you weren't a bodybuilder, Sean, what would Sean Clarita be? Uh, probably MMA fighter. Really? Okay. Yeah.
2: Because I was a wrestler. Yep. And I'm a huge MMA fighter. I mean, fan. Uh, I have friends. That I've had a friend who actually fought in the UFC. Um, so I'm a big, big UFC fan, man. Big time.
1: UFC is uh, <laughs> still, still, killin'. I think it's cool too at the Olympia. I, I believe wasn't like Dave Bautista right in the front <laughs> row too. And he did some Bellator stuff. Obviously he's a pro wrestler, but I mean, yeah, there yeah. were the celebrities in crowd. Uh, Johnny Damon was there. Shaq was there, uh, which, I mean, that would make you the true giant killer right there with Shaquille O'Neal. But I mean, well, I, have a, I have a picture with Shaq. I'm going to post one of these days. Yeah, you have to. With, I mean, in that case, right? Like Shaq is an NBA champion. He's an MVP. He's there watching you, Sean. Like he's investing his time to watch you. That's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, man. Again, like it's it's crazy, man. I just again, I just uh, I don't know, man.
2: Just, it just again, it hasn't really sunk in, but. Kind of seeing things and you know watching the video over and over and over, and, and hearing the reaction of the crowd and seeing people it's just and it's almost like I don't believe it I can't believe it that's like that I'm in that position now,
1: right I can't, even though I
2: you know knew that one day I'd get there, and that was the goal, right, but for it to actually happen and now be in that position, it's almost like it's just for real, right, you know so
1: I mean you did it, and I think it's you know obviously you you there's these certain Instagram channels that do the fitness motivation videos, um, and you're on obviously the most famous of platforms. A couple different videos, <laughs> but I mean that's a, that's pretty cool just for normal people. Like they, he does such a good job of creating these videos with music and with your with your voiceovers. Yeah. Do you, do you ever watch your own stuff and it just gets you jacked up, ready to go?
2: Oh yeah, I watch it. All. I, I my girlfriend gets tired of me putting it on every night, I, like watching shit like I've never seen it before. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome, man. Like yeah, just. Yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy. It's just a crazy, it's been a crazy journey. This whole entire, going on 16 years now, just seeing where I started, you know, the the struggles, the ups and downs, the naysayers, and then it to obviously, you know, put those people, put those things kind of in my my rear view, and it continues to work forward. Mm -hmm. And now Mm here I am, you know, one of the best in the world. Um, You know, we were talking about this the other day, like, actually in one of my interviews, that, you know, a lot of guys don't even make it to the Olympics, you know, and, and let alone win the Olympia, right? You know, here I am, now the third man in the two twelve class to ever do it. I, I know. I mean, like I said, like fuck the saying, man. I'm I'm forever in history books, right. and my life definitely has, has. I guess what Dan would say, Dan Solomon said, your life is forever changed.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um. So I, I'm starting to, starting to realize that.
1: <laughs> I, I need to correct you. You just said that you're one of the best in the world, Sean. You are the best in the world. Like, that's what you are. So, I mean, you, you can keep so you're, saying, you're saying more saying,
2: of. You're, you're saying but it, just it doesn't translate to me. <laughs> I feel, I, I'm, I, again, I'm, I don't know how to put this. So I guess I've never seen myself in that position. Yeah. You know, even though I wanted to get there, right? Right. I've never been that guy. Like, and that's kind of why people like, oh, you must be like super, like, you know, celebrating the victory. Like, no, like, it's – I'm not sitting here celebrating it. It's kind of like I'm ready for the next show already. Yeah. You know, I, I've always kind – of, and, and for me personally – come February 1st, this medal goes away and I start focusing on 2021 because I'm going to chase the title like I don't have it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I've always been. I've always been that underdog mentality, but I want it more, I want it more, I want it more. But sitting here dwelling on this title and celebrating it isn't going to give me a second title.
1: Right.
2: You know? So again, I keep the underdog mentality. I kind of, I'm chasing it like I don't have it. So come 2021, it's like, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking to win, I'm looking to win. I'm not, I'm not putting in my mind, like, I'm a champ. And they're, and they're focusing on me. I'm just focusing on myself and moving forward and getting
1: a title. Can I ask you the question? I mean, I don't really want to ask you the question, but I'm sure people want to know. It's like, okay, what, what, what was the first thing you had to eat, Sean? What was your, what was your cheat meal that you it, had after winning the title?
2: It was horrible. I didn't even want to say it. <laughs> so by the time we left, it was like it was late.
1: 2 in the morning. I saw you guys get into an Uber or drive away. I was like, Jesus Christ, were you going to go at 2, 3 in the morning? The only thing I was open was IHOP. Yeah. And that's where we went at the IHOP. I had to. I had. Used, luckily, the
2: penguins weren't bad. Yeah. Um, but that's not what I wanted. I wanted real food. Uh, but when we got back to the room, it was like close to three thirty in the morning, and I didn't sleep at all. Like mm. Matt went to sleep. My girl went to sleep. I stayed up, and I hadn't slept at all Friday whatsoever. I, w- I kind of just rolled into Saturday, <laughs> and I'm still sitting on the couch. So I'm sitting on the couch, looking at pictures, looking at videos, just kind of just being having my own little time with myself, kind of right. just taking what just happened and uh, I got a I got a text from Matt like hey you want to go to breakfast I'm like well I'm still up so I guess so
1: <laughs> <laughs> might as well yeah. Uh, yeah. no that's I mean what would you what would you have had then in a perfect world and you got out of there at you know a decent time where things were open what would Sean Clarita have had
2: Ooh, I probably would have had some pizza
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, cake ice cream something like that love it love something it. that I really want
1: <laughs> your division is stacked. I mean, I think it's only going to get more and more competitive as we move on. Um, our, I know you don't necessarily focus a lot on, on others. Uh, obviously, you know, they're there. But, um, you know, who, who impresses you a lot in your own division? You know, I, I know that you're, you, you have a lot of respect for Kamal. Um, you have a lot of respect for a lot of guys. Are, are there, were there certain guys this year that maybe stepped on to the light a little bit more that, that kind of got on your radar?
2: Um, You know, I don't take anyone lightly because I I, I take everyone serious, even a guy who plays last Mm -hmm. because I was that guy who was last at one point in time and kind of, you know, lethal over everyone to where I'm at now. So I take everyone very serious. Um, There are a few guys like um, Angel Calderon, who did pretty poorly in 2019, and I thought, maybe he should get a better look, and he got a a good look this year. He looked great. He's got three back-to-back wins. I thought he looked phenomenal. Um, The guy, uh, Ole, I think his name is as well from, I think it's Russia or something, I believe. Sure. Um, George, obviously, going from classic to, you know, top three to not being in 212 top three mm-hmm. is absolutely phenomenal. I'm happy for him that he's able to make that transition. Um, but again, I, you know, I know Kamal, he, he wants the title back. You know, I know that for sure, and I have a lot of respect for him. And, um, you know, I, 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 it was tight going into the finals. Yeah. And I personally thought maybe I didn't give enough or do enough. And he was absolutely improved. He was better than he was the year before. Um, but, again, the judges kind of just went with the complete physique, I guess, what their preference was that night. Yeah. And, um, so again, going into 2021, I, I, I don't take anyone lightly. Not a single person. And whoever's qualified for the 2021 Olympia, it's on my radar. But, again, I'm not going to focus on it. I'm not going to worry about what they're looking like, what they're doing. I'm just going to
1: just focus on Sean Carita. That's it. Love it. Did you get a chance to watch the Open then and kind of enjoy the Open on Saturday, Saturday evening?
2: We did, we did, yeah. As a we fan,
1: did. as a fan, what did it live up to your expectations?
2: It was, I mean, I don't think I've ever been able to sit and watch a show. Oh, really? In okay. all the Yeah, it was crazy. Because in the years past, I think it was always like, we had a Friday, Saturday show, mm-hmm. and we would usually backstage, stuff like that. But this was probably the first year I actually got to sat, sit and watch a show. Um, yeah, it was amazing, man. I mean, I'm so happy with Big Rami. I mean, this is a guy who, People kind of doubt it because he got the special invite. And, you know, kind of just said, you know, he's going to be the same Robbie that's always kind of disappointing. And he showed up this year just nailed it. Yeah. From start to finish, the the posing, the conditioning, the size is always there. So we're
1: not focusing on that. Mm -hmm. He he just needs to bring the conditioning, which he did. So Mm -hmm. to see it like
2: up close, man,
1: it it was crazy. I remember speaking to somebody close to him on Friday night, and, and I mean, he said hands down, Romney's gonna win. He doesn't think it, he he said Phil at his best. He didn't think he could beat him, and I think everybody was really excited to see Phil come back, and, and Phil placed third, mm-hmm. right? Um, filming a documentary yeah. there. I thought Curry looked great again. Um, Brandon just I mean shredded. How do you look good? I, I think that the sport, I mean, it's, it's, it was so much fun to watch as a fan. I mean, your division, yeah. watching the females. I've never seen fitness live before. So watching the, the, the female fitness athletes, they're unbelievable how athletic these women are. Um, classic physique. Everything was, I think, just extremely well done. And I really hope that people watching this or listening to this, if you have never experienced an Olympia, you know, next year, if you can go, go. And if you can't, buy the pay-per-view because – yeah. It, it was really, truly something special. There was drama, um, you know, Big Rami. There there was character. There was personality strumming the air guitar. I mean, you don't see that typically, right? And, um, you know, it was it was cool to see people open up a little bit. And, and even you, like when they announced that you were the winner, you dropped down. And, like, you showed, like, you had a, a minute of emotion. Like, you were yeah. – I, I, I think I snapped a picture on my phone of it too. And that'll, that'll, I'm sure that picture um, is, exists and you should get that thing blown up and put on your wall somewhere because it's super special. <laughs> I think Matt did, didn't he? Didn't Matt get a picture?
2: Uh, Whitman did I think Whitman the got a
1: picture but didn't didn't Matt print it out or get a, get a poster of it or something for his office I, I saw it but Whitman amazing yeah. photographer good stuff um what is, outside let, let's I'm going to finish the podcast with this outside of actually being announced the 212 champion what was your biggest takeaway special moment of that weekend
2: uh, having my whole entire family there, man, from start to finish. Um, you know, obviously I, I wanted my mom to be there, but she couldn't due to some obviously sickness, illness she has got going on. Um, but you know, we we just it was just myself, my girlfriend Matt, and my little brother Michael Charles. We were like the the four amigos. We, mm. Everywhere we went, we went together. We didn't were together, inside. yes, you were. And and they pushed me every single minute of the day, every day, from start to finish. And for them to be there to be on stage. That was, I mean, again, I wanted, I wanted this win for them, man. You know, I wanted them to, to see that their hard, their their time, their hard work, their effort they're putting into me was was going to pay off or or paid off. Yeah. You know, so for me to get the win, for them to come on stage and accept it with me, I mean, that that's all I needed, man. That's all I needed.
1: You needed that, and you needed that. I hop at three o'clock in the morning, Sean. No, you, you got I it. Need that that you, was <laughs> you did it, uh, guys. I, I I appreciate you, Sean, coming on. You are. I'll say it again uh, for like the 60th time: the best in the world, and that that's going to sink in at some point. Uh, but there's nobody right now, nobody in the world better than you in 212. And I appreciate your time today, dude. Thank you, but I appreciate you, man, always. conversation doesn't get you excited. Doesn't motivate you to be better. I mean, it, it, listen, he he's not even taking time to, I guess. I wouldn't say he's not taking time to appreciate the victory. He's definitely appreciated the victory, but he's already focused on next year and defending the title. The target's on his back. The giant killer needs to show up in September, December, Orlando, Vegas, wherever it is, and defend his 212 title. I think he will do that. I think he's the best in the world. And by I think, I mean I absolutely know he's the best in the world because he is the one with the title of Mr. 212, Mr. Olympia. Sean Clarita. Sean, um, you know, appreciate you coming on the show. Appreciate you being candid. Appreciate you talking about everything and anything under the sun when it comes to pro bodybuilding, your relationship with Nutribio. Uh, Congratulations on all of your successes and more successes to come. You're going to get a chance to travel the world, see things and do things that you've never thought was possible. And it's all well-deserved. You are uh, an amazing person, hardworking, humble and, uh, you know, there's a lot that we can take away from that. And, and as I, you know, sign off on this podcast and, and get this thing edited and get up on our network and head downstairs and do some fasted cardio, you know, I'm, I'm going to be thinking about, like, you know, what would the giant killer do? And, um, you know, I appreciate people like Sean in my life because they motivate me and they push me to be better and do better. And he's got such a phenomenal coaching staff around him in John Meadows and in Matt Jansen and uh, nothing but. Continued success is being wished upon you, my friend. From us here at Fitness Informant, from the Iron Union podcast, from everybody in the fitness realm world. Um, let's go, my man. Let's fucking go. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We are on iTunes, Spotify. You're watching via YouTube. It helps out by us review. It helps the algorithm so more people can discover the Iron Union podcast. Until next time, I am going.